Welcome to the From Daily Podcast, where we give you a little bit of Eric From and some encouragement on your personal growth journey every day. I'm Lacey Delane. Super happy to have you for another episode of From Daily. Welcome. How are you? What's going on? Hope you're doing well. This week, we are going to see how being busy isn't always the most productive thing and how self-awareness can bring us closer to ourselves, each other, and our ideal lives. I'm going to read to you a little bit of From from The Essential From, which is a book that was compiled by Rainer Funk, as well as uh, a little bit on what activity is or how From would have described or defined activity from from-online.org. I'll start there. Activity in the modern sense refers only to behavior, not to the person behind the behavior. It makes no difference whether people are active because they are driven by external force, like a slave or by internal, internal compulsion, like a person driven by anxiety. The modern sense of activity makes no distinction between activity and mere busyness. So he's saying here how much activity in the way that we use it today, the way that we use this word today, refers only to the behavior, what's going on on the outside and not what's going on on the inside, Um, not to the real person, the real personality, the real thoughts, values, um, intentions, the real authenticity coming from within the person. Um, It really doesn't matter, he says, whether people are active because they're not active on their own behalf. They're not active um, as a result of something that's coming from within them. They are active because they are driven by something on the outside of them. These are my words. I'm now summarizing what he wrote. Um, So uh, the modern sense of activity really doesn't distinguish between, you know, activity and busyness, or we might call it authentic activity and just being busy, the behavior versus the true action. Now I'm going to jump to Um, the reading from The Essential From, Life Between Having and Being, um, which is, of course, a compilation of writings by Eric From, which is edited and compiled by Rainer Funk. All right. From says that activity corresponds with the being mode, but passivity is typical for the having mode of existence is confusing for the modern mind. Now, before I keep reading this, um, I'm going to quickly just um, clarify about being mode and having mode. Being mode of existence um, and having mode of existence is something that Frome wrote a whole book on. It's called To Have or To Be. Um, And in this book, he talks about having and being as two different modes of existence, two different ways of orienting yourself and your life or yourself in your life. And so the having mode of existence is all about consumption. It's all about um, accumulation. It's all about having, it's all about 
um, owning and the being mode of existence is all about uh, experiencing. It's all about being present. It doesn't really have much to do with acquisition. It really has a lot more to do with um, uh, interaction with oneself, with one's environment, with one's um, other, with one's um, other people in their environment. And so um, there's definitely a lot more there on the having and being mode. I highly recommend uh, if that sounds intriguing to you to check it out a little bit more. Um, but I wanted to give just a brief overview of what the being mode and the having mode of existence is. Okay, now I'm going to reread uh, and start over this, this sentence. This is Fromm's words. That activity corresponds with the being mode, but passivity is typical for the having mode of existence is confusing for the modern mind because in our usage, activity is usually defined as behavior that brings about a change in existing situation by an expenditure of energy. He's saying that it's confusing that the word activity um, might correspond with the being mode of existence um, because the way we use the word is in a way that define that is defined by as behavior that is visible that brings about change in an, in an existing situation by us doing something that's that's observable. Um, it is synonymous, he goes on to say, it is synonymous with being busy. In contrast, a person is described as passive if he is unable to change or overtly influence an existing situation by an expenditure of energy, i.e. by doing something, he goes on to say, and is influenced or moved by forces outside himself. This current concept of activity takes into account only the actual expenditure of energy and the change brought about by it. It does not distinguish between the underlying psychic conditions governing the activities. So here's my words now. I will say what I am reading here and how I'm understanding what he's written is that the way that we now in modern life define what activity is, is based on an observable action. Um, and it doesn't take into account, it doesn't distinguish uh, between the motivations behind the behaviors. It doesn't um, take into account what is directing the, those behaviors, what is causing those behaviors, um, what are those behaviors uh, or what, what's resulting in those behaviors or what are they a result of? What are those behaviors a result of? Um, so it doesn't really have to do with a lot with what's going on inside of us, but it has a lot to do with what's going on outside of us. Fromm would say that the opposite is actually true. That real activity is something that starts from within us and happens within us and then is, is expressed outside of us. And things that we now consider or modern, uh, the modern definition of activity 
that we consider activity is actually passivity um, because there's something going on on the outside, but there's nothing going on on the inside of the person um, whenever it's happening. I think a really good example of this for me um, would be the difference between Montessori schooling and um, uh, your typical traditional um, authoritative public school model. Um, and it doesn't ha just have to be Montessori. It can be some other alternative parts uh, or, or ways of, of learning and ways of doing education. Um, but the point is, is that public traditional public education is very focused on what are the kids doing? What behaviors are they manifesting? What are they able to write down and prove, quote unquote, about what they've been learning? The emphasis is on what's going on outside of them, uh, even to the point of nothing happening on the inside of them and only the and they're only being a record of something going on outside of them and not and there being no worry about what's going on inside of them. Where with Montessori and different and other different approaches to education, um, one wouldn't judge a child that is not showing something outside of himself, not behaving in a different way in the exact moment, not even making any uh, any behaviors. One wouldn't judge that child as not learning. In fact, I would make the um, argument that the child who you don't see much activity from um, might just be learning a lot more than the child who's doing a lot of worksheets and proving a lot, uh, proving, quote unquote, that they've retained a lot of knowledge. And what do we know about a lot of the, the things that we learn in a public education setting? We don't remember them in the long run. So I think that this is a really good example of some of the differences between activity, how we modern day describe it and passivity, um, how we modern day describe it and, and vice versa. And I'll read this last part uh, before it's time for me to give you your encouragement for the day. An example, although an, an extreme one of non-productive activity is the activity of a person under hypnosis. The person in a deep hypnotic trance may have his eyes open, may walk, talk, and do things. He acts. The general definition of activity would apply to him since energy is spent and some change brought about. But if we consider the particular character and quality of this activity, we find that it is not really the hypnotized person who is the actor, but the hypnotist who, by means of his suggestions, acts through him. While the hypnotic trance is an artificial state, it is an extreme but characteristic example of a situation in which a person can be active and yet not be the true actor. Since his activity results from compelling forces over which he has no control. I really like this. It's something to think about. Uh, it's a, an extreme but characteristic example of a situation in which a person can be active and yet not be the true actor. I wonder, these are my words now, I wonder 
um, if there are ways in my life that I am active, but yet not the true actor. What I'm hopeful for is to build a life in which I'm the true actor. I am the um, truly the uh, the one who is initiating this action, and it's not because of something outside of myself. All right. So on that note, I'm going to shift over to my encouragement from you for you today. And I wanted to start that with a question. Have you ever met someone who clearly showed evidence of certain beliefs or behaviors, but who wouldn't admit to it or who didn't seem to know that they acted that way? For example, an alcoholic who denies they have a, a problem. Self-awareness, self-awareness. That's our theme this week. It's a big one. It's one that has made an unmistakable mark on my life, a change for the better. When I started in therapy, I had no idea that I wasn't self-aware. I had no idea what self-awareness was. But if you would have asked me, I would have told you that I was self-aware. I would have thought consciously that I was self-aware, but in reality, I wasn't. It was a skill that I had to learn, just like self-compassion, effective communication, radical acceptance. The thing about self-awareness is it is an experiential thing. It's best learned by seeing it in other people, by doing it, by making a practice of, of it, of observing yourself, your thoughts and feelings on a daily basis. It comes from being curious about why you may do the things you do, why you may feel the ways you feel in specific moments or situations or relationships. From there, you can begin to learn more about who you are, how you think, and what the true source or reason is behind how you are responding. I'll share something more personal on the theme of self-awareness on Friday. Today, I invite you to join me on the journey of self-awareness. For now, I'll say goodbye. If you want more From content, check out FromDaily.com. To access our Friday episodes, become a paid subscriber of the From Daily Substack. Paid subscribers have access to our weekly personal growth support group, hosted by yours truly, Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, live on Zoom. Weekly Substack chats, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern are open to free and paid subscribers alike. Let's see each other there. I hope your day brings you lots of new experiences from which to learn and grow and you find the value in them. And regardless of where you are on your journey, I'm proud of you, you know? You are in the process of growth and that's what counts. Yeah! I'm Lacey Delane signing off. See you next time on the From Daily Podcast.